Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations, going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Uh, Today, I've got a guest on that I've been pretty excited about for a while. Uh, He is part of the Just One Outdoors, I guess, group, community, team thing. Uh, He he, uh, does a lot with Austin Reinold. Uh, Austin's been on the podcast a few times, and then uh, I discovered him because uh, I was going to have Trevin Beatty on. Trevin Beatty makes uh, some really, really cool turkey calls and uh, seems like a pretty decent guy, or at least that's what uh, that's what people tell me. And so I was going to have him on. And then Trevin got stuck uh, stuck at work because I'm sure he's a stellar employee. Uh, and so he was doing his best for the company and said, and this is actually really cool. Uh, to Trevin's credit, this is the first time that this has ever happened to me. Uh, he said, hey, man, I can't make it. But he went through the effort of finding me somebody that could make it. And then at that point, I didn't want to rush anything. We were kind of up before I even saw the message. We were up against the time. And so I said, man, uh, actually, I want to talk to your fill in and I want to talk to you, Trevin. So give me some time to uh, adapt. And uh, I said, we'll have him on later. So the guy that I have sitting in front of me today is not Trevin Beatty. His name is Clyde Pratt. Clyde, how are you doing today? doing pretty good man uh super stoked to be here also trevin he's the worst person ever couldn't imagine meeting a worse person you know (laughs) downright dirty tell you what yeah awful man well i mean he did stand me up he did stand me up it was flaky so it'd be like if he had and uh well i don't know how trevin will take this but it'd be like if you were going to go on a date with a nice girl and she was like hey I can't make it, but I've got this friend. Like it would be really weird. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, no, it was no, like he, good he's, effort. He's that nice effort, girl. But... Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> he just really didn't want to be on the podcast. He was like, I don't want to talk to this guy. So I'll just push it off on my buddy Clyde. Um, that's what it is. So, uh, no, anyway, uh, it's actually funny. I've got a, a story that I'm going to tell with, uh, with Trevin on the pod, but, uh, his Turkey calls are really cool um i i enjoy them very much so um oh, they, they, they got used not, on my end that's fun oh really you use it uses calls oh it's it's great uh if it wasn't for me uh being a terrible hunter it, it would have got the job done oh that's awesome yeah no same here uh i'm a terrible hunter and then i live an hour away from where i have to hunt uh dude, and with gas dude. prices yeah, with gas prices and the way I spend money uh, an hour away might as well be like four. So, um, but anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about Trevin. So we need to quit talking about Trevin because uh, he wasn't cool enough to show up. Clyde was. So, uh, and I feel really bad because I haven't even tried to reschedule with him, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. Um, I feel like a guy, he, I feel like he's a guy that can take a little bit of crap. So uh, anyway, right. Clyde. Uh, we've got you on. We've got you on the uh, the podcast. And I know just a little bit about you, but I don't really don't know a whole lot. Um, you probably know more about me than I know about you because I have a podcast that you've listened to, uh, and you don't have a podcast that I've listened to. So I know you've been on a few, uh, but you probably know a little bit more about me than I do you. So this is going to be a really cool pod. Uh, but first, we must give the people their rapid fire. They demand the rapid fire. And actually, I've yes, never sir. Yes, really sir. wanted to admit this, but. 
<laughs> I've never wanted to admit this, but nobody demands the rapid fire. Nobody's like, hey, I need the rapid no, like nobody gives a damn. Um it's just I'm gonna start commenting on it, so. every every single episode and be like, Where, where's the rapid fire, man? There wasn't enough. Longer, longer rapid fire. That would make my heart so happy. Um, because I just say that I say that because I just I want people to demand the rapid fire, but they don't. But Clyde will now. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of hunting rapid fire. Um, so I'm gonna say uh, we're gonna get controversial. Are you a bow hunter? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so high foc. Uh, is it? Give me a yay or a nay. You don't get to explain your answer. Uh, you just get to give me a yes or a no on high FOC and we're going to make, we're going to burn the world down right now. No, high of all day, all day. Yes. High FOC. High FOC. Awesome. I like it. And so now actually you can get to, you can't explain your answer. Why do you like a high FOC? Uh, because the internet told me I should like it. <laughs> uh, <Exactly>. yes, <laughs> no, um, I, I, I switched to a high FOC arrow last year. Um, blew clean through uh both ribs broke through the ribs i like i didn't hit the flesh between i hit the ribs and the arrow ended up burying almost to the veins and the dirt behind it now i'm like high FOC it is guess we're just doing this forever yep. yeah no i really like it and, it and it's like what's high enough to be practical you know um what's high enough to be effective but anyway um that's always a real anytime i get around any archery people uh that's the first thing i say is i say hi my name's hoss rousher if you don't like high foc you're a moron uh and then that typically gets the conversation started pretty well um so next is uh what is your what is your favorite bow brand which bow is the right bow and why are all the other ones crap uh obviously Hoyt um simply for the fact that when I uh <laughs> when I bought it it was peak covid and that's the only bow they had that was left-handed um so other awesome. other companies should have been on their production during uh during covid Exactly yeah Matthew sucks because they didn't have one there uh that's actually why I have a a SIG I carry a SIG M18 um and I I've always kind of liked the M18 I mean it's peanut butter and it looks like it would taste good but uh yeah. it, it's what the marines carry so um i've always liked the m18 but literally i bought it uh probably i turned 21 um i guess when did when did joe biden get elected 2020 so i turned 21 in 2021 and uh oh, i was God, gonna wait a little bit because my yeah uh well oh, wow. how old are you i i just turned 28 in june man oh i'm sorry i apologize <laughs> uh but anyway um yeah, sucks to suck, Clyde. I don't really know what to tell you. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I turned 21 in 2020, so I, I could finally buy a pistol. And then I just had an awful feeling about the election coming up. I was like, I know I know for a fact um, that Joe Biden's going to win this thing. And uh, and I can't, I, I never save, saving money. What is that? Uh, so I was like, I must go buy a pistol right now. And uh, honestly, everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody thought that Biden wasn't going to win at all. There was no chance. Uh, I went in there. The only gun that they had that I was even willing to spend money on, uh, was an M18 and I bought it. And then you know, a week and a half later, uh, Joe Biden won. And I mean, it was, it was four months before they got any other gun in. Uh, and so I'm glad I got it and I actually really enjoy it. So, and then my buddy who gave me all sorts of hell for having it, uh, he lives in, he lives in a communist, uh, in a, communist state i think it's like massachusetts i call it massachusetts oh. but um 
it's just a communist hellhole, uh, and he can't have any more than ten rounds. And then he has a uh, he has to have a manual safety. Uh, and the only like the only gun that he could buy that had ten rounds and then a manual safety was an M eighteen. So after giving me all that hell for choosing to buy an M eighteen, uh, communism made him buy one, and I really enjoy that. So uh, anyway, out for this the, is uh, rapid for the homies for you, in, the, in the bad in the bad states. Gotta got pour one out. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll pour one out. Uh, well, it's his, it's his his own decision. He actually left Texas to go back to Massachusetts, so um, he deserves every, yeah, every bit of pain and suffering that he goes through. Um, he he deserves every bit of it. But again, this is rapid fire number one, and you're supposed to be the one answering the questions, so I'm doing it very wrong already. Um, oh man, I had another, I had another sick. Uh, archery question that was going to light the world on fire and i think i forgot i forgot it so uh let's move on clyde what is your purpose um my purpose so i since we started talking i was thinking about this like absolutely crazy um so i i I don't know the specific of my purpose i just i know i love the outdoors and i love to help people um whatever whatever that can be um I, I, I don't really know how to explain it, um, which I, I mean, I think for most people, if they say 100%, they know what their purpose is. It's like, that might be your purpose right now, but is it like, do you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's a good point uh, as far as what 100% their purpose is. I think the only ones that uh that have really given me a run for my money is the ones that say like, my purpose is to, uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And it's like, oh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, there God. you go. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that, one, that one made me feel bad there. Uh, yeah, also yeah. a Christian. Uh, gotta, gotta throw that in there. Um, I'm gonna say a prayer tonight. Sorry, um, God. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, for real. Uh, that's that, that was always like literally um, the first time that I got that, I was like, well, we're done here. I just shut the podcast down. Like <laughs> this this search for everybody's purpose. We just found the Good ultimate talk, guys. purpose. Good okay. Yeah, no, and and I actually I'm gonna release a podcast on this later. Of as, as far as like, uh, it, you know, and you know what I mean. I didn't mean to intend to talk about this, but we can if you want. Uh, there's like, if if you are a pretty studious uh, Christian, uh, you know that the word "good" means something different than what we typically use it as. Uh, or the word "he" when you're talking about "he," it's it's what it's capitalized. Um, right. when you're talking about God. And so I, I've kind of got this idea of, of trying to bridge the gap between people who aren't, uh, number one, incredibly theological. So like there's a difference between Christianity and, and theology. I mean, you know, theology is like the study of what actually happened and whatnot. Um, but people who just don't get it a lot or people who maybe aren't even Christians or haven't given it much thought, uh, to me, there's a difference between like lowercase and uppercase. Um, you know, when somebody says, man, I had a really good steak last night, that's lowercase good. When we're talking about what is good for society, maybe that's uppercase good. You know what I'm saying? Or, uh, let's say our purpose is to spread good. That's uppercase good. What are we talking about? We're talking about the goodness of God. You get what I'm saying? Um, Great way to think about it, man. That's well, that's, that's the only way that I can think about it is because it, we were talking about trust in Sunday school the other day. Um, and to me, it's always 
and I don't know how you became a Christian, but for me, it was always really frustrating when I would go to a Christian and be like, man, my truck won't work. And they're like, yeah, well, just trust in God, you know? And you're like, okay, you know, um, that, but yes, they're right. It's like, okay, let's say that your truck were to spontaneously burn down, trust in God and the fact that this world has really nothing to do with, with the next, you know, like whether your truck burns down or not, whether you go into crippling debt or not, trust in God that you are still saved and that you were taken care of, uh, and that God will take care of you in this world. Uh, but I'm going to trust my friend Cade Carter to give me a ride to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. That's, that's like small level trust. You know, if some, if my truck breaks down and somebody says, and Cade Carter comes to me and he says, man, you can really trust in me. Uh, what does that mean? That means that for at least the next week and a half, I'm taken care of, you know, like he's going to show up and until it gets to be too much. But do you see what I'm saying between the, like the lowercase and the uh, uppercase letters? hundred percent, man. Um, uh, also, uh, spot on with the truck. I just got a new transmission put in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hit a sore spot there. Mind. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. If, did you see the ruck and reel that I did about my truck? Um, uh, I think it was the, the very one first one. No, uh, the one today was really cool. Um, so I, I, I was halfway was cool. through watching uh, it uh, earlier when, when, when you hopped in here. And I was like, oh, hey, speak of the devil. There oh, he yeah. is. No, uh, so the the, fir- the very first ruck and reel I did, I actually, um, I just got a new job and like really good job. We're not here to talk about my job, but um, the day I found out I, I got the job, my truck got a noise. Uh, and it's actually, I'm about to pay like $1,500 to completely redo the four wheel drive on it. So, um, you and I are in this, in the same boat. Uh, I hopefully hope, I hope I don't need another transmission cause I don't want that, but let me guess you either have a Dodge or a Chevy. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. Is it, is it a, uh, is it a, 2006 to 2014 1500 yep so it's a uh, 08 silverado oh wow wow <laughs> uh, mm. uh, so uh today's a uh, podcast of invading your privacy <laughs> wow I just, you made, oh i just Sorry. got called out there <laughs> No, it's funny. I actually really like Chevys, and those year models are pretty nice. But um, I just had to guess because you needed a new transmission. In diesels, if you need a new transmission, it's got to be a Dodge. Uh, in in fifteen hundreds, it's, it's got to be a Chevy. Uh, and honestly, my year model of Ford they they've been not known to drop a transmission or two. But I pulled up to the transmission shop, and there was a a Ford of my year model without a transmission, and so I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, that's really funny that I was able to guess that. Um, I guess it, it's really not that impressive because there's like four models of trucks, but it, it is funny. Um, yeah. So <laughs> uh, where did we go from all this? Uh, uh, the the uppercase and the lowercase. Uh, you know, I think it's it's kind of the same way with purpose to me. Um, there's an uppercase purpose and then there's a lowercase purpose of, okay, I have my uppercase purpose. Uh, and then there's certain avenues of lowercase purpose to which I can serve the uppercase purpose. Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. And it's also, uh, like lowercase, lowercase good. It's like also like in the moment, like, you know, these little temporary goods, whereas that uppercase, you know, it's fulfilling that purpose. It's fulfilling God. It's fulfilling 
whatever you're here for, whether you're a Christian or not. Um, right. Uh, uppercase good, man. Uppercase good. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it. And, and so when we're talking about lowercase purpose, uh, I think that one is really hard to define. Like you said, 100% sure. Um, I was reading uh, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And uh, one of the things I'm, again, working through is is he was like, you know, our unique differences and 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 um, really the uniqueness of humans really comes out when when you're in the presence of God and you have God in you and all that stuff. I don't really understand it, but uh, I do think it's it's a pretty true statement that I don't know that you can ever really 100% know your lowercase purpose. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I got the the burps and the hiccups, but um, I, I I think it's I mean I think it's a good statement, and so um, I'm kind of glad not glad, but I think it's okay that you don't exactly 100 know your purpose, but you know the avenues to which you might find a lowercase purpose, um, because that gives us something to work out. And you said you really like the outdoors, so what? Um, we've identified that you're a Christian and I'm going to take some Liberty in saying that you have an uppercase purpose, or you think that you have an uppercase purpose to serve God or be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, or however the many ways that people say this, um, give me a couple ways that the, give me a couple ways that the outdoors has helped serve that uppercase purpose that you've identified. Um, honestly, it all comes down to, uh, to me being a good steward. Um, it, it seems like, I don't know, it, it, the more I get into it, um, the more I see, you know, things like habitat loss or uh, it just, just seems like a losing battle. And for me, it feels like if I can convince someone to get into conservation or I mean, I, I don't know, even become j- just an outdoorsy person, it, it seems like they're starting to enjoy more of God's creation rather than just I don't know, looking at a screen or looking at their house, man. Um, But it's also, I've noticed this for a lot of other Christians is you feel closest to your creator when you're out there, not rather than like for me, I I go to church, love church, love the church fam, but that's not where I feel closest to God. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and that was uh, it is a, it is not to say it's like cliched, please don't take it the wrong way, but that is uh, the attractiveness to a lot of outdoors Christians or a lot of Christians that like the outdoors uh, outdoorsmen who are Christian, however you want to say it is they, they feel closer to God when they, when they are out in the outdoors. Um, And, and I think there's a, um, I think that that has a lot to do with kind of mystery um, sometimes of, to where, you know, you're in a place where you don't know exactly how it got to be that way. And you'll never know exactly how it got to be that way. Uh, maybe it makes you think, I don't know. That's, that's kind of my thought for me um, is, you know, I can look at this house and I have a really, really good idea um, from the start of when they did the first dirt work. I have a really good idea of what has happened to this house since the eighties when it was built. Um, because I, you know, I know, I know that people lived here. I know that somebody framed up the walls. I, but when I go out to Lake Meredith, per se, um, I'm instantly confronted with a rock that may be, you know, thousands, millions of years old. And I'm like, man, I really have no clue how this rock got here. Or I'm looking at cliff walls and I'm like, it's it's just all a mystery from the moment I step out of the truck. 
And so it, it makes me feel small in a good way. Um, uh, that, that's kind yeah, of how I small. feel. It's it. uh it's, it's completely mind boggling, um, which I think within the past couple of years, it, it was, you know, I, I was out one, uh, one particular seat. I couldn't tell you uh, what, when exactly it was, but I was like looking around and you said feeling small and it was like, someone created all of this and then yeah. they still took the time to create me like right i, I don't know it, it, it was just like yeah i remember it was early season you know i was just sweating like crazy so it, it could have just been you know near heat exhaustion <laughs> became delusional <laughs> delirium yeah but I, I don't know it was just one of those moments uh I, it, it just seemed to seem to come together and i was like and I, I, I should I should probably find out more about this uh Jesus guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I I mean I feel you, and I don't know. First of all, you're in Missouri, and with that many trees that close together, I don't know how you ever feel small. Um, because I just feel incredibly claustrophobic when I'm in those areas. But okay, so um, so I'm in the Ozark no, I, Mountains here. They're they're not big mountains, but they're oh. mountains. Okay. Oh, are they? <laughs> um, yeah. What is that? The hills have eyes or something like that? Just pure Appalachia? Is that the same thing? No. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Ozarks well, are not Appalachia. Or is it? So the culturally, uh, the Ozarks are actually really similar to uh, the Appalachian people culture thing. Uh, you know, both poor and yeah. both green hills, you know. Can't be too much different. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. All I know is that my buddy who uh, lives in Massachusetts, so we honestly, I shouldn't take anything because we've talked about his decision making abilities, which are rather poor. Um, so maybe I shouldn't take his uh, his commentary into advice at all. But I know that and please don't take this to any offense unless you want to, which is OK. Uh, he always hates driving through Missouri. Like he hates, like he will, he will drive straight through the state yeah. of Missouri. He won't even stop. He won't even stop. And, and I always get a text. It's always the funniest text because he just says some of the, I, I'm not, I'm not going to quote it on here, uh, but he'll, uh, he'll, yeah. I know he's in Missouri and uh, he's like, I had to stop to pee and it was the worst decision ever. Um, he's like, I stopped at a gas station. I'm wishing I would have been in a Walmart at 3 a.m. or something like that. Um, no, okay, he, he to, hates to Missouri fair, with a passion. So. To, to, to hate on some Texas here, um, I went hog hunting in Texas a few years ago. I stopped at a Bucky's and I had my <laughs> Yeti coolers stolen out of the back of my truck. I didn't notice it until I got back to Missouri. So, yeah, so that'll literally, happen. Literally, literally, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll happen. Uh, well, drivers, I think it was the uh, the 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 gas station goers which if you get in small town texas is pretty bad here anyway that's the only experience i have with missouri so i really know nothing about it but um i i don't know if i've been to branson or not i may have been to branson when i was really little but i i i don't think so um but anyway uh yeah texas you will get your stuff stolen here and it is really irritating but it, you probably stopped it knowing that route you may have stopped at that at that one uh that's north of dallas which isn't really surprising so Sounds um, i don't know where right. you were hog hunting at uh i'd have to look at a map honestly i i got the uh the brain yeah, of a 90 year old dementia patient so uh oh cool yeah no i, I don't retain information whatsoever man I, that's what i got a wife for oh yeah that that's helpful um <laughs> yeah that is really helpful my wife is good with scheduling dates for me but that's 
as far as remembering things, I do a little bit better than her on that. So uh, let's talk about uh, not to not to ramble on. I hope anybody that is still listening, uh, we can do the rest of the podcast for them. Um, the one or two of you. Uh, so Clyde's wife is probably it. But um, you have a uh, you have a pretty interesting like W two. I call them W twos because we all have a bunch of different jobs. But uh, you have a pretty interesting W two. Do you want to talk about it? So, yeah, I, I do a couple things. Um, so I work with adults with mental disabilities as a life skills trainer, um, just kind of taking them out, teaching them stuff, uh, kind of just doing life with them, uh, uh, just teaching them how to function in normal society. Uh, and then I, I'm also a social media manager for a company called TLO Outdoors. Shameless plug there. Um yeah 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 i mean to do it at the beginning of every podcast but uh, don't let me forget to shout out your uh your your socials um but so you you're a life skills trainer and actually that's that's funny my wife uh she has an aunt uh we call her aunt karma um we love aunt karma she's awesome but she's a life skills trainer i think she's actually a a special ed teacher at uh at the the high school uh but they do a lot of life skills stuff um, so tell me, tell me a little bit about that. How did you find yourself in that position and why? Oh, this is about to take a dark turn. Um, we, we had talked briefly, uh, but before we started recording, uh, so I used to be a private security contractor, uh, took me down a really dark path mentally. And I, okay. I saw this job pop up. Um, pay wasn't bad for the area. And I was like, okay, this, this seems like a job that I could do uh, until I can figure out what else I want to do. Um, and then I, I'd never worked with anybody that has like mental disabilities. Honestly, I I don't want to say I had like prejudices towards them, but it was more just like, I don't really want to, I don't want to mess with them. It sounds bad to say it, but uh, then I got into the field and then some of these guys you, you just fall in love with. Um have one guy he showed up to our wedding and it's just the sweetest guy um have a couple guys that recently just went on an outing with uh took him out fishing and i don't know like teaching them how to fish actually taking the time and like not getting frustrated with them because yeah. i mean everybody's gonna make mistakes um but just being patient enough to show them how to just to catch like just a regular old bluegill man and they they get so proud and then um i i was standing there watching them and uh it it choked me up a little bit uh one of my one of the guys that i currently work with he uh spent all day trying to catch a fish and then right at the very end he catches you know a really good sized bluegill and he's celebrating he was like Clyde, come here come take a picture with me and i'm like that's my boy right <laughs> yeah no that, that's awesome man and uh yeah uh i think one thing that how do i kind of like you said not necessarily prejudices but um you never really know what to do with them especially when you're young um you know yeah. a lot of times like in, in in small schools you've got the one or the two uh and you know unfortunately because of the special ed classes they are pretty segregated uh, from the rest of us and you can either catch them in good times or you can catch them in really bad times. 
Uh, and sometimes that, that kind of formulates a lot of people's opinion of uh, how those people are and how they behave. Uh, and I think one thing that really kind of surprised me, not really surprised me, but that I appreciate about them that I, I never really did throughout the life of my, you know, elementary school to high school was just the gratitude that they have for everything. Like a lot of them have just incredible gratitude just to be living number one, but oh yeah, um, well, just, for things just, that... to, just to like feel like they're just regular, like just, just to do something as simple like fishing. Um, yeah. it, it just feels like they're included. They're doing like a regular thing and it, it just makes them so happy. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, yeah. Um, it, it's different. And, you know, I haven't been around many with, uh, with disabilities, but, uh the uh what am i thinking my wife works at a children's shelter uh and so i mean these are kids that uh they have other not really disabilities but challenges um you know honestly some of them get i this is this is hot water to talk about without the skills um you know some of them probably don't have like autism or something like that but just because of the extreme lack of parenting um, or even abuse, it's like it's almost close as far as the lack of like social skills and, and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Um, 100%, to where. 100%. And she has gotten some with actual disabilities in, but uh, it's just like I said, it's it's pretty insane to see how thankful they are for the smallest of things. And it kind of brings you back to reality of, um, you know, and this isn't like a shot, but you know, you and I are complaining about our, our trucks and the four wheel drive and the transmission going out in our trucks. And, and it's like half of them can't even drive a truck. And if they feel like they can drive a truck, they're, you know, it, it's the most yeah. amazing thing to them. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't even have a truck, but let alone just the ability to drive something, you know, a lot of times makes all their day, their year, you know, um, it just, it brings it back to reality uh in, in a pretty sobering way is that is that a good statement do you agree with that oh yeah um it it, it kind of makes you uh think about the things you have um it, like you said it was like oh you know transmissions went out in our truck and it'd just be like but you guys have a truck but you can drive what yeah <laughs> it's the uh the we're the millers meme yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen the Where the Millers meme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, "You guys are getting paid," you know. It, it's just it's sobering because it's like, man, these guys are just grateful for everything, you know. Um, a lot of times they are, and they're they're some of the happiest people. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to miss talk too bad, but uh, have you seen? Oh, it's a comedian. I think his name's Shane. I forget his last name. Um, he was on Joe Rogan. Um, you he's know who America's I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't I don't think he I don't know if he was on America's Got Talent, but uh one of his funniest jokes is is he he I think he does actually like volunteer for the Special Olympics. Um Shane comedian. Shane Gillis. Have you heard of Shane Gillis? Sounds 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 familiar. I got, I got my phone like right in front of me. I'm I'm gonna Google it real Shane Gillis. Um yeah. I don't I don't remember, but uh yeah yeah i know him i know him yeah um i don't remember how many of his jokes that some people might find tasteful but i do remember hearing one uh that it was like the best form of including them into like comedy or something you know because a lot of people don't make jokes anywhere near the realm of that 
but it was just really tasteful. And he made a comment about Special Olympics that I can't hear. He's just how happy they all were to just be running, you know, like yeah. how happy they all were to just be doing things. Um, and right. it, well, it was, I mean, it was, uh, it's just really cool. Well, that that also hits, you know, a bit of a nerve. Um, just to be able to run. So I I, I hate cardio, um, which I, right. I think most people do. Um, still, still a, you know, pretty beefy dude, but I used to weigh like 370 pounds. And one of the reasons I love to run love, hate situation with running is because I can do it now. Whereas before it was like, I I could do maybe a hundred yards at a time. Maybe. Yep. I'm the, I'm the same way. Uh, and I saw, oh, Man, I forget what I oh, uh, that's what it was. Is we have a, a neighbor who I don't know if she's special needs or not, but it she's incredibly sick. I mean, like not even making fun of her, like her her legs look like your your podcast mic stand. Um, she's just uh, incredibly, incredibly sick and and frail. You're not supposed to laugh at that, bro. Um it it's wasn't okay. funny. I, work it was with just them. Accurate... I, I can laugh. I can laugh. <laughs> it's an accurate representation, but um, she's just, I mean, super, super thin. And uh, I was literally, I was running and I was thinking about how much it sucked. Cause I, 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 I like ruck shuffle where I've got a pack on and I'm like running. And then I looked over and she was out on her front lawn enjoying like her outside time. Cause you know, she can't spend just too much outside. Uh, and I was complaining in my head and I looked over and I'm like, bro just go you know what i'm saying like do you realize how much she probably wants to be able to do things like this uh and even if she doesn't do you realize how awful it would be to not be able to do things like this Uh, and you're complaining about it you know Uh, it's uh it's also one of the things uh i don't know it's kind of a motivator for me uh where if i were to be complaining about being tired, not wanting to run to somebody like that. I'm just imagining them telling me how big of a pussy I. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's, yeah. And, and and those are some of the things that that keep me going as well. Um, just thinking about like having the ability to do something. So let's talk about it. What is a what is one of the? So you mentioned getting your guys out fishing um have you been able to kind of exercise that that small p purpose uh with with your group of guys i mean you just said it the fishing but uh give me some other ways that you were able to exercise your purpose through this uh through this activity of being a life skills coach it's a good one um so we also do like a lot of like outdoor hikes um and one of my guys in particular he's he loves to learn it takes him uh, a few explanations for him to just really kind of grasp it. But whenever we're out, uh, like at a nature center, um, we'll see a mushroom and I'll be like, oh, hey, that's edible. And he's like, really? How, how did how do you know? And I'm like, oh, well, that that's a chicken of the woods. And he was like, but I thought you're not supposed to eat wild. And I'm like, oh, dude, no, dude, come here. Let, let me pull out the phone. Let me teach you. And he's just. Yeah. There, there's an eagerness to learn about the outdoors that I find from almost everybody from like little kids to even old folks. They just love to learn about the outdoors. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's really cool. And uh, I can imagine that you have to be very delicate with telling him, especially about mushrooms of like, okay, 
we don't don't eat mushrooms without Clyde that you find in the outdoors, please. <laughs> no, he, he's a. We, we've been out. Uh, it was uh, about a year, year and a half ago. I don't know, two years ago, I'd say. Um, we were out before, and he uh, he spotted some chicken in the woods before I even noticed it. He was like, "I remember you telling me about that." I was like, "Yeah, dude, holy crap! How did you even see that?" If I could just get him to find me some morels, cool. I'd be, you know. <laughs> I've yet to find those. That's funny. Um, No, dude, it's, it's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just, it's sobering to think about the fact that everything that we take for granted, you know? Um, 100%, man. So, Um, cool. So, how long do you think you're going to be doing that? What's next with that? Do you think you're going to be doing that for quite a while? Is it the end goal? What's, what's, uh, what's next? What's next? Um, honestly, I I don't have that much of a clue. Um, which is kind of scary to think about. I've always been a a guy that's kind of flown by the seat of his pants. Um, worked out well enough for me so far. Uh, yeah. But I, I I mean I like my job. Um, some days more than others. Uh, one of the good things about this job is it also allows me a, a decent amount of downtime to be on my phone or do like my social media management, uh, which I'd love to be able to do that more because I mean, who wouldn't want to get paid from just piddling around on their phone, which is a gross understatement of, you know, the responsibilities, but, uh, uh, I'd really like to get into more of that. Um, I'd really like to get more into, uh, just more into the outdoors industry. Um, which not to say, you know, helping people with mental mental disabilities isn't something I love. It definitely is. Um, and I feel like no matter where I'm at, I'm always going to have that, you know, want to just reach out even, I don't know, like sponsor events, stuff like that for, uh, for people like that. But uh, I don't know, just helping yeah. people in general. Um, like, there's been a couple buddies of mine that I've, I don't want to say inspired because it sounds self masturbatory. Don't don't want to sound like yeah. a, a jerk yeah. like that, but uh, but I kind of just kicked them into you know getting in shape, becoming stronger, or getting into archery or the outdoors. Um, yeah, I and, just... and I'd call it I'd call it leadership, and there's no reason to deny that. You know, um, a lot of times that's the evidence that you are fulfilling your purposes when you're able to bring other people along. Um, you know, especially if, if we're talking about uppercase purpose versus lowercase purpose, uh, if you're able to get somebody closer to finding their uppercase purpose, um, that means that your lowercase purpose is working, you know? Um, 100%. So, I, I, I guess I'd really like to get into a, I, I guess helping more uh, men, not necessarily men, but it's usually more men that I find are more drawn to the outdoors when they're, mentally ill but it's like i don't know how many times where I, i've talked to a coworker or a friend and it's like they're just not in a good place and it's like do it do you, you want to like join me on like a fishing trip or like it's not fake man yeah and then uh, while they're out there they're just like dude i i needed this i needed to be out here and i'm like yeah dude <laughs> it saved me like yeah no that's that's really good. And, uh, I think it's okay if you don't have it completely figured out, but, uh, figuring out that avenue of, of exercising that purpose is, uh, 
is, is going to be big over the next few years, I think. And, and I think just one, um, I like what those guys are doing and I think they're building something, uh, building something worth talking about. So, um, uh, 100%. I think also, especially uh, if you shout out to, uh, Austin, he is a big part of why I'm a Christian these days. Uh, he, uh, actually oh, cool. invited me, uh, to church for the first time in, I don't know, 10 years and, uh, went with him and I'm like, wow, this is, so this is what it's about. So, uh, shout out to him, yeah. ton of love for him. Yep. I have the same story and I need to hit him up. Uh, I know you, you told me that we're not going to say too many specifics, but I need to hit him up. Uh, I haven't hit him up. So, uh, we need to get, we need to get him on. Um, I've been trying to get him scheduled and that's when he had hit me up with Trevin. Uh, and that's when Trevin flaked on me because he has no integrity, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, love you, Trevin. <laughs> I love your Turkey calls, Trevin. I don't know about you. I haven't had a conversation with you. So. Send me free stuff. Um, I, I totally I love, love you, Trevin. man. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to sponsor the, uh, the purpose podcast sponsored by Beatty custom Turkey calls. Okay. <laughs> They'll get you the Turkey and the women. All right. They just won't get Trevin to come to a podcast. So right. that's the only thing that his calls won't do. <laughs> uh, anyway, man. Uh, so let's try to get, let's try to salvage some decent content uh, out of this episode. Um, so tell me a little bit about your, your marriage. You're married, correct? Yes. Uh, been married for a little over a year now. We got married uh, June 4th of last year. Um, so officially Sweet. over that, that, that one year bump, um, which that that's been roller coaster of getting used to, uh, always been very much used to being on my own, figure it out on my own. Um, we're talking about trans our, our trucks with the transmissions, um, my own out. And I'm just like, how am I going to figure this out? And she's like, we're, we're, we're a team. What if like, how are we going to, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you got a point here. Um, yeah. You're like, oh you're you're here sorry <laughs> you know, like i don't know it, it's i don't know it's uh just i, I don't want to say comforting but it's a uh, i don't know it's someone in the trenches with you just slugging through life with you yeah for me it's always been uh i'm kind of uh the word control freak would be a little harsh um I think anyway, I think that if you called me a control freak, that that would be a little harsh, but, um, I, I tend to make decisions and stuff like that, but it's, it's always been where DLN has really helped me out. It's always been, uh, the, the, the confidence in me to make those decisions has always helped me make better decisions. Like the responsibility that I have somebody else to lead and then the confidence in me to make good decisions, uh, has always helped me really make good decisions. And that's not to say she hasn't helped me through some decisions, but, it's it's less of I, I've got a partner here and more of I've got somebody that believes in me uh, that, you know, that that needs me to do what I need to do. And I'm sure, you know, she's like purpose built uh, to to be a mom. And so I'm sure uh, if and when we we decide to have children or if we do have children, uh, that's when the partner will really come in handy of like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And so then it'll right. feel like more of a more of a partnership. But for some of the struggles that we've had right now it's been more of that moral support. Have you, have you felt any of that? Oh, hundred percent. Um, so she is fantastic with kids ready to have kids. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> kids are scary. Like they, they bite <laughs> people. They like, it's 
it's terrifying. They're always sticky. Um, but now she she's your wife doesn't with... bite you. <laughs> mine, mine <just laughs> bites the hell out of me all the time. Just when... <laughs> the, the domestic violence podcast. No. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yours doesn't beat the hell out of you. What? No. Um, uh, anyway, I, I I can honestly say uh, that she is one of the the kindest people I have ever met. Whereas I am probably one of the biggest jerks she's probably ever met. Um, so I try to take a little, little bit of that from her. Um, so, you know, of course, in marriage, you're, you're kind of learning from each other as well. Um, yeah. So that, that's just it's been... called balance. So, yeah, that's that's, that's the word. <laughs> she, she's also most of the brains in this in the relationship. Um, like I said I fly by the seat of my pants. I don't. I don't think a lot i I just i just kind of do i got adhd uh which most of my friends can very much notice um we'll be uh taking a an elk hunting trip in uh colorado in a couple actually yeah in a a few weeks now i think about holy crap i need to get ready uh and uh (laughs) going out there with uh with austin he was just like i'm gonna i'm gonna have to be the one to keep everybody focused aren't i i'm like yeah dude yeah i'm gonna be Hanging from a tree, making wookie noises. <laughs> that's funny. Now that's uh that that's gonna be a good time. Uh, Austin actually talked about that elk trip. He's really excited for that, from what I hear. Uh, but so let's talk about a, a little bit about your weight loss. I actually know how to garner some uh some some decent content out of this. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your weight loss. I think you said you had lost hundred and twenty five pounds. Hundred and twenty five. I could probably squeeze it up to hundred and twenty six if I take a laxative. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's my kind of weight loss. Uh, but that is that is crazy, man. How did you lose that? So you went from three seventy, so now you're you're around what two thirty, two twenty five. So I Something like am, that. am I a silly goose? A l- little bit. Uh, so I am uh, about yeah, so two forty five, ranging between uh two fifty, two forty five, two forty. It, it kind of it fluctuates, uh, especially with how heavy I hit weights. Um. But I, I've always been able to uh, put on muscle really good. Uh, used to be really big into bodybuilding, powerlifting. And uh, in high school, actually got quite a few medals. Um, but with that, it, being a, a young athlete, you're always taught to eat. Um, so whenever I got out of that lifestyle and uh, I started traveling on the road for work, man, I just ate, didn't work out. Uh got stupid depressed uh, which i mean to be honest the depression's still there it, it's kind of a fight that i deal with every day but it's easier when you're healthy um and so let's actually get into this because i have i'm not somebody who's just dealt with a whole lot of depression uh it's been in my family and i think i've seen a little bit of it in myself um but i don't say that i've had to battle it at all really um but when the most when I was the closest to depressed was when I was living uh, very unhealthily, uh, not working out, not eating right, um, very unhappy with myself all the time. So uh, give me a little bit of insight. And you were probably about to do that when I so rudely interrupted you. But I wanted to make <laughs> sure that we, I wanted to make sure that we hit it um, because, I, I you know, kind of. Well, I can't say that. Um, oof. Uh, I had a line of where I was going to go and I can't talk about it because um, it wouldn't be right. Anyway, um, I just I, I have this feeling that a lot of people's problems, like a lot of people's problems, like, do you probably have some depression? Yes. OK, let's start with the fact that you eat like 
crap. Um, you don't work out at all. You haven't been outside in four days. Uh, you haven't showered in five. Um, let's take care of some of these things real quick. Uh, 100%. Then, well, it's a, it's a healthy okay. body, healthy mind thing. Like they, they work together. Um, and it, it like I said, it, it doesn't completely cure it, but it does make it a whole hell of a lot easier to deal with. Um, like when, when I can look yeah. at myself and just be like, well, I'm not a complete pile of mashed potatoes. It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you, to me, you feel confident in yourself. And part of the reason I haven't, I've been able to kind of skirt that family depression is number one, I'm a male and I don't know if the males really get it in the family. Um, but, uh, I, 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 cause that's, that's not where it's presented in, in history, at least not that I know of. Um, so I, I think if there is any reason that I've been able to kind of skirt it is because I've always been super confident and if nothing else, maybe a little bit too confident at a lot of times. Uh, okay. Maybe a lot of bit too confident <laughs> at sometimes. Um, but that's always kept me from feeling just like super down on myself, uh, is because I've always been super confident about what I can do. And I think that that helps. Uh, living healthily and lifting weights and and doing those things, uh, I think it helps boost the confidence a whole lot, and it solves a lot of those issues. Is that a is that a correct statement? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, and, and you're right. You you don't usually hear about it from males. Um, one thing it, it's not a thing that guys like to talk about. Um, which that that's yeah. another thing. Like it, you can tell when somebody's depressed. Um, no matter how much they hide, especially if it's like a close friend, it's like you can tell. Um. When you when you get to get them to crack open, then it's just like, okay, buddy, you got you got some problems. Uh, let's go touch grass for a while, see if that helps, and if not, let's let's try something else. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And when I say I'm not a man, it's just because the I th- I think that honestly, <laughs> hot hot button issue here. I think that if you're talking about real depression, um, like real depression. I would guarantee that it's very close to 50-50 between males and women, uh, if not maybe even a little bit more on the male side. Um, that's just a guess, and it may be clinically wrong. Uh, but for me, from what I'm seeing from a lot of a lot of men and uh, a lot of the ways that um, that men deal with things, I think if you're talking about real true blue uh, depression, I think that it's at the very least 50-50. Um, but I just said I'm a male because it's, it's run in the women of my family. Um, but I think that a lot of, I know a lot of males that, um, I think could classify as depressed and that have classified as depressed. Uh, and, and I think that, um, you're right. They just don't talk about it a lot of times. Uh, and that's why I think that the numbers are, you know, reportedly low. And I think that, you know, the common way of thinking about depression is, uh, the common way of thinking about depression is sad, melancholy, crying all the time because we've seen it as to me more of a feminine thing to have uh to whereas i've known a lot of males who were probably depressed that would crack the most jokes in the room uh i've known a lot of males who were depressed Oof. that you well <laughs> not and that's not to you know, you know what i mean um, no, I, I got you i mean you know uh it, it's just not the way we would typically think about depression until it hits and and this is not to be too crass but until i mean they literally kill themselves like i think that the men that deal with depression uh they don't have depression as we know it until um they're done and you realize everybody realizes that they did uh and so again i have nothing to back this up please don't come at me with studies if you send me a study um i may read it but 
don't expect me to um just because no, i, no, I don't have any scientific a, backing for this you're, you're you're hitting it pretty good um which, which i mean most of it especially for men it's just like no one gives a crap like we gotta go to work we gotta we gotta take care of crap like we don't, yeah. don't have time to be depressed um but mm. also for a lot of men when it hits is it's that downtime it's when you got time to be stuck in your head um yeah, which you know that's that's another great thing where you know hitting the gym helps. It's because you're doing something. You're not just sitting there feeling sorry for yourself or just feeling down or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I got a task. I I gotta, I gotta take care of my body. Yeah, I I agree with you. And and like I said, uh, you're helping me confirm my thoughts uh, about you know depression and and eating better and and li- lifting and living a better life that it, that it may help that and and a lot of it's common knowledge but um tell me a little bit about uh your weight loss tell me kind of what the diet was like uh because a lot of people struggle with the diet mostly um what was your diet like when you started losing weight so i i didn't follow any one particular diet um it, it sounds almost cliche um it was like small changes to my lifestyle um, so I, I'm, I'm a huge foodie. I love food so much still am. Um, but now it, it's just more controlled. Um, like I, I, I just went and ate, uh, raising canes, uh, me. Oh yeah. Three years ago would have got like the biggest thing ever. Plus like some extra stuff. And now it's like, I, I, I can get the three piece. I'm not going to logically, I'm not going to starve. No, I'm good. Like I, right. I get, get what I want. I'm fine. Um, it's just stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, switching out stuff for lower calorie options. It's, uh, eating at home more, um, which that helped me fall in love with cooking. I I love cooking. Um, most of my, uh, friends on Snapchat follow me for my, uh, food porn, (laughs) which (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. It's, it's, it's funny. I love to cook. Um, yeah, it it was just those small changes, kicking out stuff uh disciplining myself on not just completely binge eating uh, like i said it was just learning it's like logically i am not going to starve to death if i eat three chicken fingers instead of eight like wh- right do you do you track your calories at all um whenever i'm like really trying to focus and like get to like if, i'm one of those people like if i'm on the cusp say i've i've been like Say I've been like 243 for a while. And if I really want to get to that 240, then I'll track, I'll focus until I hit that spot. And then I'll just go back to more regular. Um, so one thing I found with diets and tracking is it's good for losing weight, but it's not really that great for sustaining the weight loss. Um, the only way to do that is to change your lifestyle. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. And not that you need any advice. I mean, you've lost, I mean, almost double the, the amount of weight that I have, um, or a little bit, a little bit less than double the amount of weight that I have, uh, so far, but I found an app called macro factor that I absolutely love. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah. I don't know if you're using right my now. fitness pal or what are you using to track when you do track? Uh, my fitness pal. Yeah. Dude, check what, out what? check out Macro Factor. So what what it does is it'll tell you either um, you tell it you either want to gain, lose, uh, or maintain, uh, and through daily weighing and then daily tracking, uh, it it adjusts your calorie goal. And it's the easiest tracker that I've ever used. I use the First Form app, 
uh, and then I use ma- uh, my fitness pal and then I use macro factor uh, and I couldn't track it all until I got macro factor and dude, it's, it's been a game changer. And I actually, um, I agree with you that it's lifestyle changes. Uh, and that's why like people, people hate a calorie restriction, uh, calorie restriction. Oh, sorry. Because they feel like it's not <laughs> sustainable. And I'm like, that's the most, like, that's the most sustainable. Like literally there are one, maybe two numbers that you need to abide by. It's your calories yeah. and your protein. Um, if you get those two things, if you get enough protein and you get uh, low enough calories, you can literally eat whatever you want. Um, right, facts. And, it, and like, it's literally as simple as like, yeah. instead of eating a giant bag of potato chips, just like, just get one of like the little regular bags. And it's not like, it's not yeah. saying you can't eat whatever you want. It's just like, bro, control yourself, man. Right. Well, and what's, what happens is instead of focusing on this happened with my wife, uh, because she couldn't track for a long, long time. Um, it was, it was, God, it was anything. It was so hard for me to get her to like track her food. Uh, number one, because she, and I went to engineering school. And so it's understandable for people that, that don't go. And I'm not saying that they're dumb. What I'm saying is that every single class that I had, we're talking sitting in like high level, senior level classes, where we still had to do unit conversions. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Where you go from like uh, inches to centimeters and then oh, yeah, it'll yeah. say Johnny has Johnny's. It says Johnny has 30 pounds worth of books. Uh, tell us that in how many hectodecimal grams. Um, and you have to do those problems every time. So uh, like I said, it's not because I'm smart. It's just because it was drilled into me on unit conversions. And once I learned that that was what was hard for her, uh, I started helping her like figure out so that she could actually accurately log. Uh, but finding macro factor, where was I going with that? Oh, when it changed in her head from, oh, I can't have this anymore to the like positive reinforcement of hitting her goal, like hitting her protein goal or reducing her calories. It was now her own idea that chips were bad, you know, um, like oh, I, yeah. I could tell her all day long that you shouldn't have Lay's chips. And she's like, I'm just eating 10 of them. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't realize that 10 Lay's chips is worth a literal whole bowl of broccoli in calories. Yeah, it's, you know? it's like you could um, you could have this or you could have this. It's also not saying like you can't have those chips. It's like, but if you're going to have those, yeah. don't expect to, you know, have a surplus of stuff you can eat le- later, I, I, th- I think is what I was going with. Literally. No, I mean. You're correct. I mean, there are multiple times where my wife is a little frustrated because she gets home and she's like, oh, uh, what are we having for dinner? And I'm like, well, that kind of depends on how many calories you have left, ma'am. Uh, and she's like, well, actually, um, like zero. And I'm like, OK, so we're going to break your calorie goal, but we're just going to eat something light. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but no, it's just a huge realization of, you know, now we're sitting at breakfast and instead of the uh you know, the breakfast sandwich that they literally take and they fry the sausage, they fry the egg, they fry the bun, and then they dip it all in grease again. And then they shake it off and then they fry the whole thing and then they dip it in grease again. Uh, Instead of eating that, um, she's like, oh, wait, we're going to have steaks and and mac and cheese tonight, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, I'm going to get, you know, the yogurt parfait or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Even with that, I am a sucker for uh, McDonald's breakfast still am right uh, love me a good breakfast sandwich but i don't know it, it's like even when i'd make it at home you know substitute the sausage for like a slice of ham and then you could just do egg whites and then you you've cut out what 150 yep. calories yeah it forces you to get creative 
um it forces you to get really creative and uh that's kind of why i uh i am a big fan of i do 70 75 hard live hard all of that bs um i'm on my second round of it's not bs I, I, it's actually I've, really important, uh, but. <laughs> I've i've tried that twice um so <laughs> i'm bad at remembering oh, yeah? stuff it, it'll be like 11 58 at night and i'm like ah oh, crap i forgot to get the second workout in <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's yeah that's kind of the, that's kind of a big one to forget if it's a progress picture you can understand do you uh they actually have an app i don't know if you've ever tried it with the app uh but it's an app with a whole checklist of what you're supposed to do uh so if you ever try it again make sure you get the app because it, it, it's got a whole checklist of things that you have to do I, I, um, i've just got like a, a but, tiktok I, I saw a tiktok for it when it was like really trending and i just got like screenshots <laughs> i didn't know they had an oh. app that's handy yeah uh yeah, go use the app because you can actually put your progress picture in there and it doesn't complete the day until you've done all the stuff. But the app is the app is really handy. But uh, regardless, the only reason I mention it is because I do think that uh, it's just a way to exercise discipline of saying, no, I can't have any potato chips for 75 days. Like the 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 methodology of actually counting calories says you can have anything you want. But like for me on my uh, on my, when I'm on program when I'm, you know, doing 75 or the phase one or phase two, uh, I can't have any fried things. So nothing fried. Mm. Uh, why do I do nothing fried? Because I love it. Um, I love oh, it so dude. much. Uh, so, I, and, and it's the easiest way to gain calories, uh, because you're taking a, a perfectly good chicken breast, um, that is like probably the leanest, healthiest protein that you can reasonably obtain. Uh, and then you're breading it. So what are you doing? You're putting carbs all over it and you're dipping it in fat. Uh, and oh, you're dude. just turning it into a, a, a calorie monstrosity and it's great, but, um, I had to cut it out so that I could, you know, so I didn't waste my whole meal on, on lunch going to, to Cane's or chicken express or whatever. Oh yeah. I, I've um, got a really big into air frying stuff. And honestly, now I, I love I, it. I, I like I love air it so frying much. stuff more than like, just, I don't know, like just straight up grease just destroys my stomach. Uh, which I'll be paying for that canes later. Yeah. Uh, after we get off here, I'm gonna go for a ruck actually. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like you also like learn these healthier ways to do stuff, and it just yeah. like it, I can eat like say I'll, I'll I'll be you know up at Lake of the Ozarks eating like crap for a weekend um, because you know that's what you do. And then uh, I'm just like, yeah. dude, I, I feel like I need to eat healthy for like a week. <laughs> like, I, I don't want anything exactly. fried. I want, I want just, just give me, just give me something good for my, like, cause your body tells you it's like, I don't feel yeah. good. I didn't realize how miserable I was. Um, talk about alcohol. So like, I don't know if you drink, um, but, and I, I wasn't ever before I have to always preface this. I didn't have like an actual, I wasn't an alcoholic. Okay. Um, I was a 20 year old kid, same thing, man, I was a man, 20 year old man. Um, but, uh, just realize how bad alcohol really made me feel, you know what I'm oh, saying? Dude. Like, and I, and I still, um, I've, I've got a cabinet full of whiskey. I love whiskey. Um, uh, but even right now I smell it and I just remember how bad I felt, um, all the time on alcohol and I had no clue. I mean, I had no clue um how bad it really was same thing with the heavy you know with the fried food and actually i like air frying food but also if you want to air fry anything breaded it's almost the same thing because you have to like i have to spray it with canola oil for it to oh, actually yeah. you know for actually to for it to air fry there's anything. a there, there, um, there's a cup there's a couple ways around that especially bread there's like some things you can switch out um but it, it 
with that, um, so in my head, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to eat the fried chicken. So I can either eat that or I can eat something that's 100 calories less, which is the air fried fried chicken. So it's like, Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do it. Just which one? Same thing. Yeah, no, same same deal. I, honestly, we had an air fryer that somebody bought us for our wedding. Uh, I don't even remember who, but it just showed up on our door like uh, two months before the wedding. I don't even remember who bought it for us, um, but they got it off our registry maybe. I don't know, uh, but it's a big air fryer. We didn't touch it until I started dieting uh, because I did it once. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like I hate this because uh, I didn't understand like the, necessity of doing it between calories and then one day i was on 75 hard and i was like dude all i want is some fried potatoes like that is all i want is potatoes that are fried uh and i i did it on my little macro factor and but i was on program i was like you can't eat anything fried and then i actually looked at like you know six ounces of potatoes and i was like that's literally nothing like six ounces of potatoes that's like no calories like 200 calories or yeah. something like that um there, there's like no calories everybody thinks that potatoes are super bad not until you dip them in fat uh right right anyway well, um, even like different kinds of like it, canola oil or vegetable oil as opposed to even olive oil like i i hate using vegetable yeah. or canola like i will use olive or i'll use beef tallow or honestly do even bacon yeah. fats better than just regular vegetable oil you you have to do some of that uh so like canola oil um it's the problem is the smoke point. Cause you can't just like straight up fry right. in olive oil. Uh, you can in like beef tallow and stuff like that. I still use canola oil occasionally. Uh, but anyway, uh, I just got so desperate. And so I, I figured out how to use the air fryer. It was literally the first time that it had ever been used and we'd had it for like two years. It's an official step into adulthood, uh, getting excited about an air fryer. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's so awesome. I love it for chicken wings, bro. Like I oh, love it for chicken wings. Yes, yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. Have you used it for chicken wings? That that is that's the only way I make chicken wings, dude. It's so good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I I won't make them any other way anymore because I still get good crispy chicken wings. The skin's got enough oil. I don't have to spray those. Yeah. Um And you throw a little bit of corn. You throw a little bit of cornstarch and some seasoning on there. Uh, it, now, kids, if you don't know how to cook, make sure. So, for example, if you want like honey habanero chicken wings, don't season them before you put them in the air fryer because anything over 300 will will burn the sugar in your seasoning. Uh, so pro tip is to season them with like some salt and pepper, throw them in the air fryer and then take them out and then season them like put your seasoning on after you cook them. Just pro tip. Because um, if you hit them with like a, a, a seasoning that's got any sugar in it at all, like a dry seasoning, uh, it'll burn the hell out of it. Um but uh, where was I going with that? Oh, they've got enough grease on the outside. So you throw some cornstarch and it makes them super crispy. The only problem is I, I can't do a bunch of them. Um, I can't, you know, I that's the the economy of scale on on air right. fryers is is a little silly. It, it, it's it's just a convection oven. Uh, and right. so I can do them kind of in the convection oven. But uh, anyway, uh, we are so far off from anything meaningful. Um, yeah, that, that that that'll happen with me. I uh, I apologize, <laughs> dude. I got ADHD by contact the Zoom meeting. <laughs> it's it's uh, uh yeah. So uh, the field is full not, of rabbit holes when I'm around. Yeah, no, it's it 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 really is good tips, and I've been wanting to do kind of a a diet because I don't know. I mean, I'm not a nutritionist, but I've wanted to just shoot the shit on, on dieting and stuff like that. So I, I'm glad we're here, well, but it's, yeah, air frying it, is a, is a good tool. 
Well, I mean, is it just dieting, losing weight in general? Like, I, I feel like we overcomplicate it so freaking much. It, the basics is, oh yeah, you know, thermodynamics. Um, you want to lose weight, consume less, do more work. Like, and yeah. if you don't want to consume less, do more work. Do you build enough muscle to where your, you know, maintenance calorie is higher than it was? Yeah, carbon, carbon in, carbon out. Um, that's literally how it works. And a lot of people say calories in, calories out. And then people will be like, it's not that simple. There's other factors. And it's like, okay, I understand what you're saying. The problem is uh, you have something else going on in your life that makes you eat way too right. much. That's still calories in and calories out. You know, like, don't sit here and tell me, like, there's so many other factors. Like you, like you said, you can't change the laws of thermodynamics. You, you can't do that. Um, if you consume less than you burn, it has to go somewhere. Um, well, that and like and people, people get discouraged. Uh, they get discouraged so fast. The, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I you know I tried to eat clean or whatever for like I did it for a month. I didn't I didn't really see any changes. Like, oh, it was a month, dude. That's you know it's a yeah. drop in the <laughs> bucket if you're really wanting to change your if you're wanting to change your entire freaking life. Looking at a month, like you're gonna have to do more than that, like stick to it uh, I, here's here's what i'll say they're looking for the wrong things uh either a they're not doing it right or b they're looking for the wrong things because i promise that if you're eating a bunch of fried stuff if you're drinking a bunch of alcohol if you're drinking a bunch of sugary drinks and you go clean for a month you will feel better oh yeah I mean, you yeah. go clean for a week you'll feel better and i think the problem is they're looking at the wrong things or they're just not doing it right um because what they want to see is they want to see their body shrink uh and right. either they're just ignoring the fact that they feel so much better or they're just not doing it right uh, well yeah because even, even i tell uh, i tell people sorry uh go ahead. <laughs> well i got into my brain um so wh whenever i started working out with a well, getting a buddy to work out with me about say about two years ago now um he's getting super discouraged at the gym he's like i'm not seeing any i'm not losing weight i'm like okay but you're lifting a hell of a lot more now than what you were three months ago and you're telling me you're not yep. seeing any progress just because you step on the scale my guy you're building muscle like if you're building that much muscle and the scale is staying the same think about the fat you're burning yeah uh that that is a good point and some people i i will caution people to be careful um because you can eat yourself uh you can eat yourself away thinking that you're gaining muscle way quicker than what you are um oh, so thanks. this is just a this is just a precautionary tale because i've heard people that are like oh yeah man i've uh i've stayed at the same weight for two weeks now uh but i'm eating you know eight thousand calories a day or something like that and it's like i don't know how you're staying at the same weight but you know you're not won't be for long they'll, they'll say uh yeah or i've even fallen into this trap to where they'll gain three pounds in a week um, and they're like, oh, but I've been lifting a lot, even though I've been eating like trash, I've been lifting a lot. Uh, it must be muscle gains. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not going to gain three pounds of muscle in a week. That, that doesn't happen. Right. Um, so precautionary tale, but yeah, no, for real, it, it, body recomposition is possible. If you're doing a lot of things, right. Uh, if you're doing a lot of things, right. Body recomposition is possible. And that's why I tell people, um, if you're going to base your success on anything, base it on accomplishing what you said you were going to do. Uh, don't base it on the results. Base it on accomplishing what you said you were going to do. So like I I tell my wife, uh, my wife is, is the kind that if she doesn't, um, if she can't see it, it's not real. 
Um, if she if she can't see it, it's not real. Uh, right. As far as the weight loss, or if her pants don't fit better, then it's not real. And that's why I've 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 been trying to tell her like, hey, let's change our terms for success to, um, hey, I got this list of stuff done that I know I needed to do today. That is our terms for success because you can see those things checked off. And this is just, I mean, this is just Andy Brazella. It's it's the whole reason that seventy five hard is such an amazing program, in my opinion, is because it changes the terms for success. The terms for success is no longer you lost this much weight. The terms for success is that you went 75 days and every single day you oh, did yeah. what you said you were going to do. It's, you know, it's not um, just physical. It's, it's mental. That's, that's where I always struggled with, especially with the 75 hard is the mental. Yeah. Um, one ADHD. I can't stay focused on anything for crap. I don't, I don't want to cuss <laughs> too much. <laughs> um, no, you're, you're I, fine. I, I just suck at it, which, you know, it's one thing uh, with me in the gym is, I have a routine. Um, so, you know, it's on days that I work out in the morning, it's, you know, wake up, throw down pre-workout and then go to the gym. One of the, I'm also a huge fan of pre-workout. Um, so if you take it, you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> you're either going to sit there and bug out <laughs> or you're going to have to go to the gym. Yeah. Sit there and sweat. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I get the tingly start rubbing my face like a crackhead. It's great. I, I figured that was just the water in Missouri, but um... yeah, it's it's a meth, <laughs> meth man, best meth in the Midwest. Get you some. Yeah, dude, we uh we had a Missouri of Texas, and I actually graduated from college in there. Uh, that's what I called it anyway. Actually, I called it Little Oklahoma um, because <laughs> there were so many meth labs. Um, but anyway, uh, tangent. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. It, it is mental. And that's why I like 75 hard so much is because it's a complete mental, um, mental, what do they call that? When you, when you redo a home, what is that called? Um, uh, flipping remodel, remodel, remodel. remodel yeah. yeah. It's a complete mental remodel of, of the way that you approach, um, success, honestly, I think is what it is. Uh, you know, Andy calls it a mental discipline program. I think that's really close to what it is. Uh, but yeah, it, the the thing that I like about it, and I, I don't mean to be like a CrossFitter or a vegan, which I was a CrossFitter for a little bit. Uh, I, I don't mean to be like that to where I just bring it up every time 75 hard, but uh, I think I, I believe in it so much that I think it's worth talking about. Uh, what I love about it is that it just hits everybody on every level. Okay. So oh, let's yeah. say that you haven't done 75 hard yet. And I'm not trying to like bring the, uh, the ministry of 75 hard to you right now. I'm not going to testify to you, but I guess I am. Um, let's say you haven't Preach done it, 75 brother. hard yet. Yeah. Well, nobody, nobody can tell you that you don't know how to lose weight. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody can tell you that you don't know how to lift or that, uh, you don't know how to be healthy because you've lost 120 something pounds. Um, but even still like 75 hard has something to offer you in like time management, um, or just the committal to do something every single day and remember it, you know, or to stay focused. Like it just, it hits everybody on it hits everybody on some level. I mean, you could take the most put together person, uh, the most put together person. And, you know, they, maybe they do work out twice a day, or maybe I, I think you could take David Goggins. Like, I honestly think that you could take David Goggins and put him on 75 hard and it would challenge him in some way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if he can read, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but seems like a smart guy. <laughs> uh sorry the boats and the logs um but it, it it may challenge him at least in some way you know take david goggins or cameron haynes and and put them on 75 hard and see if it challenges them in some way 
Um, I, I would reckon that it would um, for, for oh, 75 100%. days. Well, uh, for them, and, you know, it might be the time because the, the, they seem like the type of guys that are, you know, stacked schedules, super busy. So I mean, for them, it might mm-hmm. be, you know, how to fit in that time. Uh, yeah. which, you know, not to speak for them. I don't know. Crap. Um, love yeah, exactly. and David Goggins, though. Cool guys. Yeah. Would, would, uh, would definitely, uh, let them, let them kill me in a race. Yeah, exactly. No, it would be cool to run with them, but I just, I still think it would challenge them in some way. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe remembering to do the progress picture every single day, you know, like yeah. whatever it is, I still think it would challenge them. Uh, and if not, okay, there's the two that it won't challenge, you know, <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> if, if not, there's the, you got me, um, you got me on the two that it wouldn't challenge. Uh, but for everybody else. And I think that proves that it's a mental game uh, that I don't think anybody with any amount of physical uh, abilities would be able to just breeze through it, you know? hundred um, percent. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's just, I've tried it twice. Love, I love the idea of finishing it, but holy crap it's hard you dude, dude you gotta you gotta get on it just, man. just, just the, for me it's the time management because I, I i'm one of those people that will pack in so much crap in my day and then yeah. uh just completely forget um like we, we got like a big family schedule in the uh in the kitchen with just like everything written down on it and i will I won't even look at it and I'll just be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good to go do that. And then a uh, wife's <laughs> text me. It's like, Hey, we're supposed to be out at the farm to uh, help my parents with this. And I'm like, Oh, I'm packing up my fishing pole. What do you mean? <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. No time management. Do you get up pretty early? Uh, I don't like to wake up later than eight. If I, if I wake up later than eight, I'm kicking myself. Um, prefer to wake up around like six o'clock. Um, okay. Deer season's a different story. Uh, sleep doesn't exist. Yeah. But you know, yeah, no, that makes sense. I, uh, honestly, for me lately with the podcast and all that stuff, the only way that I could get it done was just waking up at four 30 in the morning. Um, like it, it, it does, it just challenges everybody. Um, and it's, it's super, it's super tough. And like I said, you do have to get creative. So like, uh and and it leaves it leaves open ends so like what is a workout you know what i'm saying like what is a workout uh well andy says that an outdoor walk or a ruck counts um you know maybe if you're a crossfit athlete and you've been doing it for 10 years maybe an outdoor ruck or a walk doesn't count maybe you need to go on a run you know Um, Uh, dude i i have uh i've worked out with some some crossfitters and no hate to them at all uh complete respect they they have kicked my ass in the gym and out on the trail (laughs) Oh yeah, no, I, I've got a, a a couple buddies that I used to. I would still be doing it if uh, I actually think I've said on this podcast before that I would never cancel it for money reasons. But I I had to cancel it for money reasons. Um, See, the the only reason I wouldn't do it is it feels more like a cult than than anything. So it's it's uh I actually saw a reel on this the other day, but it's it's more like a secular church, um honestly, and it, <laughs> it sounds it sounds weird to say it like that, but it's just a group of people that help each other be better in certain ways. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit culty, but, uh, it's culty in the same way that honestly a church is culty, whereas we're all here to do the same thing and we all believe that it's the right thing to do. Um, the difference is like not to get too literal on you, but I know what you mean. Uh, it does feel kind of culty once you're inside it. Uh, it, it feels a little culty, but, uh, anyway, moving on. Um, 
where was it? Oh, uh, it forces you to get creative. So like, for example, uh, mowing the lawn, you know, when I was super, super fat, uh, mowing the lawn was real work. And I was like, I was like, brother, if a 45 minute walk counts as a workout, then me pushing this mower around is like, I, I get sweatier doing this. Uh, oh, and dude, so facts. that was part of the time management is I said, okay, well on Sundays I'm super busy. Uh, but the lawn needs to be mowed and I've got to mow it on Sunday cause I have no other time. So that's going to be my 45 minute workout. I'm going to make sure it takes at least 45 minutes. And that doesn't mean I, I go slow. That means I keep finding things to do in the yard if it takes less. Uh, and then now, uh, I'll throw a pack on, you know, I'll throw a pack on and, uh, get a little bit more extra weight and I'll go mow the lawn and I still use it as, as my workout. Uh, you know, let's say you're going to go help out on the farm. Let's say you take 45 minutes and you just stack wood like a crazy some buck, you know, um, whatever, whatever you do out on the farm. Um, like it, it, it was just really cool. Uh, it forced oh, a lot yeah. of creativity and, um, well, even when you're, um, I knew for me being, you know, 375 being that big, um, it was also when I was at my worst mentally. Um, what one thing just kept hitting me in the brain, it was just like, do something, like, do yes. something, like, you can't just keep sitting here, you have to do something, sitting, even if eating. it's, yeah, even if it's, you know, parking at the back of the grocery store parking lot that is still doing more than just sitting on the couch playing video games or just laying there. Yep. Yeah. I got a, uh, honestly, most of my weight gain was probably when I worked from home. Um, I worked from home and it, I mean, I just stacked the weight on, I mean, because I wasn't doing anything. Um, Dude, it, it, it's so fat, which, you know, I know for some people they struggle to put weight on, but for me, like, it hits so fast. Uh, yeah, I've, I've lost significant weight twice. The first time I was only like, I don't know, 40, 50 pounds, which is still a, a good amount of weight. Um, yeah. That was going from uh, junior year to senior year. Um, so junior year, was chunky, used to be, you know, skinnier, got chunky. And then somehow it just melted off of me again looked like a chiseled greek god went to my head uh absolutely loved you know the look and then uh dude it goes away so fast if you're not disciplined yeah it does man i'm gonna i don't want to end the recording like this but i really have to pee uh so we're gonna leave it recording <laughs> and we're gonna take a bathroom break i'll catch you later Anyway, so we've done a lot of uh, of BSing, which those podcasts are kind of cool because I feel like I wish I could shake your hand. Um, That would be (laughs) even cooler. But uh, eventually I got to make a trip up there to meet Austin and all those guys. Eventually, Um, I just don't want to be in Missouri. Um, I I feel that. Um, I I, I, I talk a lot of trash on my I I love this state, Um, you know, not as much as, you know, I love, you know, the mountains, stuff like that. But I don't know. it's, It's home. Yeah, no, I honestly, I, I'm mostly playing. Um, I, I, I think it, I've never been there, so I could, I couldn't tell you one way or the other, but, uh, no, I, I floated it by Austin because I don't really know what I'm doing hunting like at all. Uh, and I know, I know I told you to scoot your camera back and I'm way up on mine. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really know what I'm doing hunting at all. And so I floated the idea 
of uh, having them e-scout it and then come out here and actually do a hunt with me. Because uh, it, it's so, like, the land is so hard because it's uh, highly populated or when it, highly pressured. It's It's got a lot of pressure. Uh, it's big cliff walls. So um, it's it's kind of a, a, a cliff canyon basin, like a small canyon basin. Um, what, uh, what, what area of uh, Texas are you from, if you don't mind sharing? I'm in the Panhandle. Okay, okay. Yeah, over around Amarillo. Um, so I'm actually in Amarillo, but, uh, the area that I hunt is North. So, um, but it's, it's, it's a big, I mean, just Canyon down into this public land. Uh, and I mean, you just can't hardly get close to deer at all. If there is any bucks that you could shoot. Um, See, I, so, I want to go out there again for a, uh, for hog hunting. I, I got, I never, I didn't actually get to eat any of the hog. It was just yeah. packed it up. Coolers got stolen. I don't know if I'm more mad about the two Yeti coolers getting stolen or all the meat getting stolen. <laughs> That's funny. Like uh, both of them kind of chapped me the wrong way. Where were you at? So we were, uh, I want to say we we're in the Texas Hill country. Um, so I guess sort of around uh, Austin ish. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember what then, town you were close to? Dude. That's a that's a good question. Um, the Bucky's you were describing sounded about right, just outside of Dallas. So that would make sense because, I mean, following what is it, I thirty five, yeah, going up through there, yeah. And uh, my my truck just you know guzzles gas, so of course I gotta stop for gas <laughs> way too often. Um, Who do you also, know down you know, there? Um, so whenever I went down there, we uh we had just finished working a job. Uh, when I was doing private security and uh, one of the guys was like, Hey, uh, we made a lot of money off this. We're going to, it was through an outfitter. Uh, oh, he was okay. like, he was like, Hey, if we all want to like pitch in, uh, squeeze out an extra, I don't know, four days. So like, we, we can do this hog hunt and then we can head up. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Sounds fun. Cool. Uh, so did that. Didn't actually get to eat any of the hog. I hear it's, you know, not bad. Yeah, depending on who you ask, yeah. But, (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah, sorry. Um, actually, dude, I forgot to tell you this time where this dude had this unlocked Yeti in the Bucky's parking lot and we, we just had, we got like two free hogs out of it, you know? Oh, that was me. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, man. I have yet to buy another one. I, I want another Yeti cooler again, but, just can't get myself to do it. Those uh, those RTI, not even RTICs, but I do the Magellans are pretty damn nice. See, I me um, and my wife got a Magellan one, um, and I really like it. Which I mean, it's it's comparable to Yeti. It doesn't have the logo, but it's comparable. Yeah, no, they're they're really nice. So, uh, let's let's get back. Um, for the people that are still listening, uh, well, they have nothing better to do actually if they're still here. So I don't really care if we give them good content um screw them uh no let's uh let's let's talk a little bit let's finish up here because we're we're getting close to about an hour and a half um so you've kind of told me what's next as far as social media and uh getting outside uh tell me hmm what am i trying to ask what's what's up with what's up with just one you're the only just one representative uh that i've had it would have been trevin but he flaked out on me so um tell me what's uh what's next for just one uh, well, we've uh, recently added to the group. Uh, it, it was just Austin and Cam for a while. 
and then we added uh buddy deegan trevin uh brian and myself um and it, it was just kind of getting to the point it, at least from uh, my perspective it was like okay they're gaining enough traction it's needing you know to have more hands uh getting enough eyes on you or it's like okay we need help you know producing some content um yeah you know especially when you start to get out there you, you want to have you know regular content posted that's one big thing with uh any social media's consistency uh shout out to my boss at tlo i still have yet to get a post for today um uh, we'll get it up there late <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, being consistent is huge, but if it's just you and a buddy, getting that consistent content is difficult. Um, also, you know, we're all pretty good friends and uh, being able to build with each other towards a specific thing, it's a lot of fun, especially when it has a reason to do it. Purpose, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it, what a... Go ahead. Sorry, it, it just kind of gives us a goal to to shoot for. Because I mean, ultimately, you know, every social media person's, I guess, goal or dream, what have you, is to be like, yeah, this is my full time job. This is what I do. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it's it's just a ton of fun, uh, you know, making content, coming up with ideas with your friends, and then like seeing it's like, oh wow, this is this is working. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and it's it's been kind of fun on my end uh, doing it. I, I've only got, let's see, the count is 227 now. Um, I've got 227 followers, so uh, that's the only number that I ever look at. But uh, it has been fun just getting to be able to put out decent stuff that people enjoy. Um, and so I, I, I can see that, but uh, just one, I, what is, I guess, your place in just one? You, they say we're adding these people to the team uh, maybe I didn't read good enough, but it didn't exactly describe how they were going to um, help the team. So what is Trevin's role other than being late and recommending other people? Um, what is his role to the Just One Outdoors franchise? Yeah, we, uh, we uh, so we do have uh, some specific roles. We uh, recently kind of had like a, a team meeting type thing over um so austin is very good at organization either that or his wife is i haven't figured that out um but (laughs) austin and cam they're both really good at that um they're very good at the logical analytical side of things um me and deegan we're kind of we're kind of the the village idiots here we're 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 here to we're gonna make them laugh Um, yeah yeah that's a joke but uh no um (laughs) I, I enjoy the on time village idiots, right? The present right. village idiots. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Trevin nearly well enough to be giving him this much shit. <laughs> oh, he's a great uh, guy. He'll, he'll 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 be he'll be getting like a good belly laugh from this. Um, but no, we uh, like I said, we do have our roles. Um, which since we just recently started coming together in a team, which uh, I believe was June. I say we, we we got the official come together Something maybe like it was late may early june um but we uh like i'm i'm very social media i guess savvy um i like to play with it i enjoy working on stuff like that um also fairly decent with a camera in my hands um 
we uh we done a few uh 3d bow shoots and you know a decent bit of the content that's been going on just one now this has been some of my handiwork on the camera um deegan he both him and trevin are really good with uh like graphic design uh coming oh, cool. up with stuff like that um trevin of course is good at making turkey calls and having a mustache yeah uh, good for him oh Little. yeah um is it like an Andy Reid mustache? I know he's. I know y'all are all probably like uh, Kansas City fans. No, Austin's actually a, a Cowboys fan. Um, oh, good for him. We like that. Nah, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, everybody kind of has their uh their niche things. Um, me and Deegan, we like to focus on you know like fitness um whenever it's not hunting season my instagram whenever i'm not wrapped up with uh you know social media management for you know the actual job when i can post a lot of it's fitness based rather than hunting whereas you know hunting season every hunter's instagram is going to be hunting um right austin he's really great at you know making these reels he's really great at having these conversations and connecting with people. Um, also one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Seems um, like it. Yeah. Seems, just, seems like it. Just a great group of guys. Yeah, th that's cool. So, uh, you know, it seems like y'all are all just kind of pitching in to, to help. Uh, what does cam do exactly? So, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, so I, I actually did, did a podcast with both of them where we were giving cam hell. So, Sorry, no, no wonder uh, nobody wants to beat me at the just one. <laughs> no, I uh, I don't know Cam as well as everybody else. I, that's usually because of like schedule conflicts. I just haven't really had a chance to hang yeah. out with him. I I see him usually every Wednesday morning at the gym. Uh, I usually hit the gym Wednesdays before work, and uh, he's there. You know, talk for a little bit, kind of catch up. Um, he's huge into fishing, uh, so a lot of the fishing content that goes into just one is a lot from him. Um, yeah. he also seems like a very logical and just, you know, pretty intelligent person. Um, so I know a lot of the scheduling and I, I guess just road mapping comes from cam. Okay, cool. No, that's, that's, I, I knew he was a co-host, but um, I don't remember what we were giving him so much crap about. Uh, I, I think on the one where I was on the Just One, I was on the Just One podcast, and I think we were giving Cam a lot of hell. But anyway, man, uh, Clyde, I think it's been really good. Do you have any any last words? Or do you have anything for me? Any questions for me? Uh, what What do you have before we end up closing it out? Oh man, uh, questions, questions. Not not really any any questions. Um, I guess just some closing thoughts. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out to your friends. Um, you know, if, if you feel like you're depressed, if you know you're depressed, um, you know, a lot of times guys, we think, you know, we're men, no one gives a crap. Um, it's not true. Your friends care. Uh, your friends will miss you. So don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, go, uh, go touch grass. See if that helps. Yeah. Touch grass, uh, repent, turn to Christ and touch grass yeah. yes all that. um no all good things yeah for real and we're gonna do another one have you heard of clint walker that's a very familiar name uh walker. if you're if you're a media guy you want to you want to follow clint walker anyway we're i'm gonna eventually we're gonna record a podcast with him about uh 
staying in touch with your friends and and checking up on your friends. But uh, yeah, it, it goes both ways. If you, if you need help, reach out. Uh, they will miss you. You know, I've got a buddy, I won't say his name, but um, he's been pretty affected by suicide for the people around him. Um, and it truly is one of the most selfish things that you can really do. And I know it's harsh to say that. Uh, and I know it's harsh to feel that way because of the, of the pit that you're in. Uh, but it, it really is one of the more selfish things that, that you can do. Um, it doesn't, doesn't make anything better at all ever. Uh, so reach out, um, really try to talk to somebody. Uh, and then on the other hand, guys, if just reach out to your dudes, um, I, I don't know why it's such an issue. And I know I asked for your final thoughts, but, uh, it's my podcast, so I'm going to give mine. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, it's my podcast. Uh, so I know I asked for your final thoughts, but, um, it, 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 it's, it's really frustrating to me. Um, when I see guys that don't reach out to their friends, um, so on one hand, yes, reach, if you need help, reach out, but also on the other hand, uh, if you're not depressed, uh, if you don't have mental problems, uh, even if you do, but if you're living an okay life right now, uh, you have an obligation to your men to reach out. In my opinion, I don't know how you feel about it, Clyde. Oh uh, yeah. Well, but it, well, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, iron sharpens iron just. We, we, we should I, be I, building each yeah. other up. I, I hate that statement so much because iron and iron don't sharpen, but I get it. Yes. Um, yes. I get, Black I two rocks together, get sharp flints. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Flint sharpens flint. Um, and iron does actually sharpen iron. Just it, it's sorry. I'm tired. Uh, no, you're, you're right. Iron does sharpen iron and, and two men. Uh, what did I say the other day in the max, in the max podcast? I think I said a heavy ass wagon is a whole lot easier to pull when you've got two yes. bulls instead of one. Yes. Um, I remember that I was, uh, I was running at that time and I was like, I need to remember that. Yeah. It's, it's like David Goggins, the boat instead of the boat, it's the wagons. Who's going to pull the wagons? Um, yeah. Me and, me and, uh, Deegan have, have a running joke with that. It's like, who's going to pack the elk out? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. The the boat. I guess you listened to the boats episode, uh, so you completely understand that. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, two is always better than one, and you know, some of my best ideas uh have at the very least been endorsed by friends. Um, I've gone through with them because they were endorsed by friends because I ran it by friends. Uh, I've gotten amazing ideas from just reaching out to my friends. Uh, it doesn't even have to be in the in the dark deep dark realm of of depression as you look at me with a very dark uh <laughs> um, as my, as my lighting fails yeah as your lighting fails the episode literally did get really dark uh but <laughs> um it doesn't always have to be in that deep dark context i mean you're missing out on so much of just general advantages in the realm of business content creation uh marriage friendship by not reaching out to your men uh, and it's something that i do i actually talked about this with austin that uh, every once in a while typically it's when i when i do actually drink alcohol so maybe that has something to do with it uh but i'll sit down with a glass of whiskey and i'm alone typically and i'll just sit there and i hate being alone so maybe that's why i do it but i'll text all my friends um i'll start at the very top of my text message thing and you know maybe 
you know, sometimes I'll send them a text message or maybe I don't send them a text message because I just talked to them, but I'll scroll through my, through my old text messages uh, until I get to the bottom. And if there's anybody that um, is, is a, is a friend of mine, a dude, a bro, uh, I shoot them a text and say, Hey man, I really hope you're doing well. You know, love you brother. That's about it. Uh, and, and dude, I do it. I, I do it pretty often. Um, and pretty often, I mean, maybe once every two months, which is a lot for some of these people that I don't talk to really ever. I mean, when that's the only time, um, but yeah, I, it's so important and it, it's so frustrating for people not to do that. And I don't know why it's so frustrating to me, uh, just maybe because I know how much it helps me when I do it, you know, hundred percent. And, and, and so, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a soft, gushy thing. It, it can just be as simple as like, hey, dude, you want to you want to like grab lunch? And yeah. like it, it, if someone's, you know, feel like nobody loves them, you know, having a buddy come out of nowhere and be like, want with me? You want you, dude? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be soft. Uh, and, you know, I even modify that for the person that I'm sending it to. You know, I don't tell the guy that I met a month ago that I hardly ever talked to that. I love him. Um, so, you hey, know, man, let's hold hands. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of my buddies, that's par for the course. That's how we became friends in the first place is making subtly, you know, what is it? Homoerotic jokes. Uh, that's how we became friends in the first place. But uh, anyway, um, you know, just reach out and be like, Hey man. And sometimes it is weird. And sometimes the guys will be like, huh? You know, like, they don't exactly get it, but at the very least they appreciate it. Uh, and if they, and here's the, here's the real thing. If they don't appreciate you reaching out uh, and saying, Hey man, uh, you know, really appreciate you. Uh, hope everything is going well. If they think that's weird, or let's say you've been friends for a couple of years and you say, Hey, love you brother. And they don't like that. Maybe you don't need to be friends with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. maybe if they don't appreciate that kind of contact, uh, maybe that's not somebody you need to be friends with. I mean, if you think you can't do that with your friend group because your friendships are too shallow, uh, let's make those a little bit deeper or get other friends. Yeah, um, I guess. Uh, I guess another closing thought would be uh, surround yourself with uh, with good people and good friends. I I agree. Um, I think that we need we need good men. So I don't want to talk in circles, man. And I really enjoyed the conversation. I wish it was I wish it was in person. Uh, eventually, one of these days, I'll get the the podcast budget to fly everybody out. Uh, I don't know when. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I, I can drive there. I'll uh, pack up a Yeti cooler so I can get that one stolen too. Yeah, I'll have a couple transmissions sitting here actually, so that when you get oh, here, be great. You, know, <laughs> you can have one to drive around in Amarillo, and then we can put one in before you go back. <laughs> Uh, right. so you have a fresh one on the trip back. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, actually, honestly, I may start looking at, at flights because flights in Amarillo are not that expensive. Um, I may, I may look at a few flights for, for the, just one boys. Um, oh, dude, but, you, you want to come up to Missouri, man? We, we can put you on a trophy spike. Yeah. I, oh, the trophy <laughs> spike, dude, I'll take, I'll take anything, man. I, I'm honestly, uh, skipping hunting season this year which i know is taboo um is taboo for y'all but the amount of money that i have to spend just to even get out there is insane um it's it's it, it's tough and i never thought i would be the type to skip something that i i love so much but uh just with money i want to get petty debt free so i want to take all the consumer debt and the bs and my truck and pay it all off and so i think i'm going to try to do that uh, in order to do that, I'm gonna have to sacrifice uh, hunting season this year. I think, um, but no, part of being a man, part of being a man, it it sucks. And I may still go hunt some dove or something like that, because um, it's actually pretty good dove hunting out there. 
I haven't done much bird hunting at all, but, and I say I'm skipping hunting season. There's actually, if I, we do management tags for mule deer does down here, you can't shoot a mule deer doe down here unless you have a management tag. Uh, there's a guy that, that lives a couple of hours South from me that, uh, he let me shoot a doe last year. It was actually the only deer I took. Uh, so if he has those management tags come up again, I may go get one of those, but anyway, uh, I'll probably be skipping hunting season, but, um, yeah, I'd love to have you all out here, dude. It was a really good conversation. I'm glad we talked. Uh, I'm glad I didn't have to sit here and listen to Trevin talk, uh, after he, uh, after he, he skipped out on me. So just just make sure to give him a lot of crap when he does make it on. (laughs) No, that's when I'll be nice. And that's what, you know, ideally he won't have listened to this episode yet. Uh, and oh, actually that's yeah. what's going to happen is I think this episode is going to post on Sunday. Uh, and if not, I'll push it back and I'll schedule him before this episode drops. I'll do that. I'll be just uh, the nicest person. Uh, do, do me a favor while you're recording. Just give me a call and we can just like both go in on him. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm going to be the nicest person. I'm going to be like, man, I'm going to like, I'm going to talk. I'm going to play that two face thing, but I'm going to talk major trash on you. I'm going to be like, dude, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that Clyde podcast. Like I, I almost can't even post it like it was so bad. And and I'm going to be like, man, I really appreciate you like sending somebody my way. But um, I just don't know that like it was an hour and a half of just wasted time. That's what that's what I'm going to do. And then he's going to listen to your podcast to see how bad it is. Uh, and then we're just going to be trash talking the whole time. That's that's exactly what I'm going to do. I um, love it. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, it, dude, we, whenever we all meet each other, it's going to be really funny. Because um, oh, yeah. now I've given Cam hell uh austin i've given him a little bit of hell but not too much uh let's see i've given trevin a lot of hell uh i don't know deegan but i'll have to find a way to to make fun of him so um he's you know short and cute there's that oh is he is is he is he the blonde kid the yes yes okay yeah we'll we'll leave it there um (laughs) (laughs) uh, no we'll, we'll leave it there um all right man I think we're, I think we're going to end it here. I really appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's stay in touch. I've said this with every, just one guy that I've interacted with, but we need to stay in touch and we need to, uh, we need to hopefully become friends. Um, I think we're friends now, but, uh, I'm going to add you to my list of men. I hope that's okay. Uh, oh, yeah, you're going to get, man. Uh, you're going to get a half tipsy text from me every two months. So, um, <laughs> I hope, I hope you it. enjoy that. I hope you're into that kind of thing. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But hey, it's right, doing that to your exes. Well, you know, I, I actually, fun fact, this was like my first girlfriend. So, oh, um, and I married. No, dude, that, that's him, actually so. impressive. Uh, congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was my first like real true blue girlfriend. And uh, yeah, I just didn't want to do it again. Um, <laughs> it was, it, I was like, you know what? A life, a life with this woman is going to be so much easier than doing this over again. Um, that's funny. I hope she's not awake uh because she sometimes naps during this but uh she'll my, mine's, to the uh, my, mine's waiting to go walk around the park so uh <laughs> oh yeah y'all, y'all gotta go ruck and it's oh dude is, is it central time zone there yeah it's a uh, 7 45 okay yeah y- y'all still got time i apologize um oh you're fine right, let's man. end it let's end it buddy thanks everybody for uh tuning in actually no we can't end it damn it what are your socials all right <laughs> um so yeah you can follow me uh pretty much on any social out there besides facebook uh stay off my personal facebook people uh at tdg clyde that's t d d clyde um it's had some various meanings uh, but right now it's the dear guy clyde 
Um, and then the company I manage is TLO Outdoors, stands for the Love of the Outdoors, uh, which is an online uh, retail company for outdoors products. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm on Instagram, TikTok. That's about it. Let's see. He told us to not follow him on Facebook, but I'm going to go do it right now. Uh, I mean, you can get a pass. I, I get a pass? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll just be like random crap, though. Oh, okay, cool. No, that's fine. Um, Facebook has the best memes, actually. Oh, that's a um, handsome cowboy hat, my guy. Oh, mine? Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I own no cattle. Before you ask me, no, I don't ride a horse. No, I don't own any cattle. Um, So I'm just, I'm literally all hat, no cattle right now. So, uh, anyway, man. Um, No, that's cool. Uh, shout out all your socials he did while I was looking for his Facebook. Uh, I really appreciated having you on, man. I, I think that we can dive deeper into some issues. Uh, You are, you're the definition of concise. You gave clear clear short answers and then we bounced off into into rabbit trails rabbit holes uh but i think it was a good pod um i think we got a lot of good out of that uh we kind of we we began the idea of uppercase and lowercase meanings for words uh which i think is something that i'm going to run with uh in the future um do some thoughts on that let me know what you think uh, about how to flesh that out if you think it would help you at all uh, and then after that, guys, uh, go follow. It's the underscore purpose podcast on Instagram doing a new little series called Ruck and Reel, uh, where I, I I've actually made a critical mistake. And I've said this on a few podcasts now, but uh, I ruck every day. And I told you that every time I ruck, I would give you a reel about me saying something of value. Uh, and that's difficult uh, for me to find something of value to tell you every single day. Uh, so go watch me suffer to come up with, with certain things, um, on a reel. It's difficult, but no, we actually had a really cool one today, uh, where I got to talk to the guy that owns the lawn that I had, uh, that I used as a demonstration for why to keep your lawn nice. So, uh, that's actually, there's some really good content coming out of that, uh, aside from my ugly face. So, uh, go, go hit that up, go, uh, look for the ruck and reels. And then this is going to be on the Sunday episode of the purpose podcast, where we talk about, uh, my guest purpose. We ask them uh, how they found that purpose, how they seem to fulfill it. Uh, and then we have the one flesh series, which is all about marriage. It's about how to find a girlfriend. It's about how to make her your wife and build a marriage worth having. Uh, it's really important. You know, what I found lately is that young men don't think about that. Uh, shockingly, um, I don't, I don't know why it was, it was such a, uh, I don't know why I just, I did think about it all the time. Um, maybe I'm just smarter than the rest of you, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, probably not, but, uh, it, men just don't think about that. And so that's what we're trying to do is, is help people, uh, think about marriage and put a little bit of thought into the woman that they're going to marry, uh, hopefully in, in the future. Uh, so go listen to that, especially if you're uh, a guy that's already married or a guy that's looking to get married, especially if you're a guy that's looking to get married, dear God, please go, uh, listen to a few of those episodes and make sure that you know what you're doing. So Clyde, you have anything else ready to end it? That's pretty clean, man. That's uh, that about sums it up. Awesome. Thanks, man.